Hey guys, it's ooh, <coughs> I got a cough right as I start talking. God damn. <coughs> we'll leave it in. We'll leave it in. Hey guys, it's Tim and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited as it's Monday and tonight was Monday Night Raw. First night's Monday Night Raw does go. So in case you guys weren't aware, in case you didn't hear the news before the show started or hear Corey Graves at the beginning of the show, like Half of the roster that were supposed to be at Raw tonight didn't make it to Raw because of travel issues. Now, I didn't look into it. I didn't see what the travel issues were, whether it was coming from Florida or coming from somewhere else or getting into Seattle. I don't know what the travel issues were specifically, but they did have travel issues where a number of people did miss tonight's show, and they played into it at the end of the show, too, with Riddle and Sami Zayn showing up right at the end of Raw. So, I think playing into that, they should have Riddle come out on either SmackDown or next week's Raw and be like, yeah, Sammy and I were watching Raw on my phone and saw what was going on and knew we had to hurry up to help Kevin. Like, he should play it up like that. Like, we were tri- going from the airport straight to the arena watching on my phone because it's, it's kind of weird when you're just like oh how do they know that Owens is in the ring getting triple teamed you know what I mean but regardless of that tonight's show was good woman's tag match was a little clunky maybe a more than a little clunky but it was clunky we saw a heel turn new champions and more but Luke over on this side what did you think of tonight's Monday Night Raw I thought the show was good I'm not gonna say it was a great show but I thought it was a good show. Definitely better than last week. Oh. I will say that. Well, anything is better than last week's Raw that Vince ran. I mean, this was a Triple H show. Did Vince have input? There's a, there's a chance. I'm not going to say no, he didn't. But there is a slight chance that Vince may have had some sort of an input. And Triple H has been saying that for months. That he runs ideas off of Vince. That he asks for Vince's um, advice. Asks for Vince's input sometimes. So could Vince have been like... Oh, you're doing this and this? Try this, do this, da-da-da? Possibly. But again, Triple H does have final call from everything that we are aware of. But with that, I do want to say thank you if you guys are watching live. Twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited, Or if you're watching live or later on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, if you are watching live and you miss any of it or you go, ah, I missed the show, I don't want to watch it on YouTube. Watch You can listen to it on podcast services all around the globe, like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you're watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games. And it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here for Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, if you're watching on YouTube, you can episode over there as well by becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, and so much more. Also remember to head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse, use this code right down here. EW Unlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Whether you're getting the Battle Pass for the new season of Fortnite, getting The Last of Us Part 1 on PC, or claiming the free games, right now it's Dying Light, Enhanced Edition, and Shapes. Well, use the code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and you will be supporting us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But as far as Raw does go, Raw did open up. Corey Graves making the announcement that several WWE superstars were having travel issues. They were arriving late to the arena. And they didn't know who was or wasn't going to be here. But that everybody that was here is going to work their hardest to make sure this is a good show for the fans. Graves and Patrick then ran down the rest of the card for the night. Stating that Rey Mysterio, you see it's coming out right now. Bobby Lashley will be taking on Bronson Reed. The women's tag titles will be on the line. 
And there was one other. What was what was the other match they announced at the start of the show? I can't remember, but it's not it's not that important. There was another match they announced early on as well that we ended up getting, and I can't remember what it was now. Which one was it? Kevin and Solo. There you go. Yeah, Kevin and Solo in the main event. That was the one that they announced early on. No, no. Yeah, well, that yeah, and they also announced the tag match: Alpha Academy versus the Usos. So, as I said, Rey Mysterio was making his way out to the ring. His commentary was running everything down. Ray got, you deserve it, Chance. As he said, he should be celebrating his Hall of Fame induction right now. But he's got bigger things, like... Bigger things on his mind. Like fighting, having to fight his son at WrestleMania, which he still regrets doing. Dominic would then interrupt and messed up his line. He said, hey... Keep your name out of my, your ma- mouth. You're supposed to keep my name out of your mouth, and he flipped it all around. Really surprised the fans didn't get on him for that and give him like a you fucked up chant or something. Really, really surprised. So he called Judgment Day his real family and said that they they care about him more than Ray does and that he should have won at WrestleMania, and he would have if it wasn't for Bad Bunny. Dom then cut. To an unnecessarily long replay of Bad Bunny's recent involvement at Mania and last week on Raw. Dom said that Bad Bunny made a lot, a lot of good music. Damian Priest putting him through the table was the best music he's heard. Ray then warned Dom that he spoke to Bad Bunny on the phone. And Bad Bunny says he will be back. No, duh. Bad Bunny's the host of, of Backlash. He's probably going to team with Ray against Judgment Day in a tag match. Anyways. Ray told Dom, be a man. He said he didn't want to fight him in Mania, but he was very much willing to do a rematch tonight in Seattle. Dom then said, quote, I don't want to fight my own father, but I know someone who will, and out would come Finn Balor. We ended up getting Finn versus Ray. What did you think of this little back-and-forth interaction between Ray and Dominic early? I thought it was a good... That was good to like open up the show. Yeah. So, is do you think Bad Bunny will actually wrestle at Backlash? Oh, hundred percent. Especially with Triple H's reaction during the WrestleMania press conference, it was literally asked. So we know Bad Bunny's the host of rest, or of Backlash. Is he going to wrestle on the show? And Triple H was like, "Well, uh, <laughs> let's just say he'll be there." Like, he didn't want to say no, but couldn't say yes to spoil anything. So Triple H basically already told us Bad Bunny's wrestling. And I and all the rumors are he and Ray versus Dominic and Priest. I actually thought of a cooler match. What if it was Finn, Dominic, and Priest versus Ray, Bad Bunny, and Santos Escobar? Oh, I like that. I actually really like that. I mean, they could do that. I was told over the weekend that they don't know what they want as the main event yet, whether it is Brock and um, Cody or if it's the Bad Bunny match because they think the Bad Bunny match, doing that as the main event in Puerto Rico would be amazing. Like, that'd be really cool, and they think so as well. So some people are pushing for whatever this Bad Bunny match is going to be to be the main event of Backlash. I mean... If you want to get the crowd, like, like a big pop from the crowd, I'd say probably that. But I don't know. It's whether it's whatever though. Like I'm okay with either one as the main event. Yeah, same here. As far as this, go for the it. reason why, I, the reason why I say add Santos to make it a six man because you got to do something with LWO. True, and then what, I mean, Finn. What's Finn just gonna sit at ringside and watch? So I didn't think about it that way, but that does make a lot of sense having Finn in the match as well. And then Santos, yeah, no, I do, I like that a lot. As far as the match itself does go, um, so the match started during the break, and Finn did have the slight advantage coming back from the break, but Ray did make a comeback, and he attempted a 619, but was cut off by Balor's clothesline. Balor followed this up with a shot, shotgun dropkick, and Ray brought him down from the top with a hurricane runner for a two. Ray then hit a 619, 
but Balor got his knees up on a frog splash attempt and transitioned into a small package for a near fall. As Balor distracted the referee, Dom tried to hit Ray with a steel chair, but Ray ducked it. He chucked, uh, he chucked Balor to the outside, Ray that is, and hit both men with a suicide dive. As the ref checked on Balor, Dom decked Ray with a steel chair, and Balor followed up with Coup de Gras to pick up the victory. So there we go, Judgment Day, cheating to win. What do you think of the match? I mean, the match was good. Finn definitely needed the win more than Ray did. Oh, yeah. I mean, because, like, Ray's one of those guys where if you beat him, it's not really going to affect him that much. So I think Finn just needed the win because he was kind of on a losing streak for a while. That's very true. 100% agree. As we move forward, they showed us an earlier today video. Maxine Dupree interrupted Kathy Kelly interviewing the Alpha Academy. But all of a sudden, the cameraman hears a loud, like, scream, I guess. And the cameras run over. And they see Lita is down, being checked on by Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. They're like, Liv was like, we need help, we need help. Adam, hurry, please, somebody. I'm like, ooh, that's not good acting. Anyway, Adam Pierce runs up. He's got, like, a referee or so forth with him. And then Trish and Becky come in, and Becky's like, what did you guys do? And they're like, we didn't do it. We just got here and saw her down. And Becky's like, oh, yeah, you just found her knocked down like this, hurt? Yeah, okay. And, like, Trish isn't saying anything. And Becky's like, we got a tag title defense son. Is she going to be okay? And da 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 And then they cut away. So it's like, okay, somebody attacked Alita. Who is it? Any thoughts on this part that we think we learn who did it later? I mean, I feel like it was kind of obvious, though, who attacked Lita. Kind of like when I first saw it. Yeah. But we'll get into that later. Well, I mean, it was just very telling that Trish was just quiet. Very quiet. So there was, I agree with that. So there was a video package of Cody Rhodes losing at WrestleMania before getting attacked last week on Raw by Bobby or Brock Lesnar. Graves said the WWE has reached out to Lesnar and his camp for a comment. And, well, they didn't get anything back. Graves speculated that maybe Lesnar was upset with his placement on the card at WrestleMania, just like Michael Cole had stated on SmackDown. And I'm sitting here going, are you playing us dumb? We all know WrestleMania 35, Brock asked to go on first so he can go home early. So don't play us dumb. We go to the back to Byron Saxton, and he's there with Becky Lynch. Becky said that Lita was taken to a, quote, local medical facility. And when Lynch uh, finds out who the attacker is, she plans on smacking their head off. Lynch then said, you know, I'm still going to defend my titles and thought I would have to do this alone. But then somebody else came to me with an even better idea. So I've got a replacement partner and up walks Trish Stratus. They then state that their match is next, and they make their way out to the ring. Again, Trish doesn't say anything. Trish gives uh, Becky a very odd look, and then they walk down to the ring, and Trish is still just, like, eyeballing Becky the entire time as we get a Seth Rollins video package before the match actually starts. Um, I think there's a one. Yeah, I feel like. Go for it. I feel like they could have done this a little differently because they really made it like too obvious that it was kind of Trish, though. Yeah, I had a feeling the whole time. Because like, like even like her body language, though, where she exactly kept like eyeing Becky and like so quiet, it was like, yeah, it's Trish. Yeah, but her their body language gave it away big time. So. During the ring entrances, because it was, again, Tristratus and Becky Lynch defending the tag titles against Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. During the, um, what's it called? Ring intros, the ref says something in Becky's ear. I don't know what, but it could have just been nothing. Who knows? But um, as we move on, as far as the match itself does go, um, not much happened early on in this match. Match did go 15 minutes. And then after the first commercial break, Morgan made the hot tag to Rodriguez, who hit Lynch with a fallaway slam. 
and a diving, twisting senton for a two. Lynch came back with a missile drop kick for a two of her own. Um, Lynch repeatedly headbutted Rodriguez, and Stratus brought her down with a hurricane run off the top. Lynch then followed this up with a leg drop for a two. Rodriguez and Lynch gave consecutive backbreakers before assisting Morgan in, a hit, uh, in hitting a tornado DDT for a two. Lynch drove Morgan face first into the turnbuckle, which led to a Tower of Dune spot where Rodriguez brought all three of the other women down with a powerbomb. The crowd then popped big for it. Then things started to really get clunky. So Lynch gave Rodriguez a diamond dust while also landing on Morgan with a leg drop. Stratus was trying to get involved, but it seemed like the ref was telling her to not to. And then eventually kind of Rodriguez shoved her to the side. Crowd started going really quiet and dead here. They traded some spots until Stratus gave Rodriguez a Stratus faction. Morgan gave Lynch a code breaker, but Lynch countered into oblivion into a manhandle slam. And Rodriguez broke up the pin. Lynch then wiped out Rodriguez on the outside. Stratus went for a chick kick, but Morgan ducked it. She just rolls up Trish and boom, pins her. We got new tag team champions. But before we get to the post-match, what do you think of the match itself? Match felt kind of slow to me. Like I didn't really I didn't really like engage a whole lot in this match, if that makes sense. Oh, 100%, 100%. Like, like I was more interested in like what's going to happen after the match. Yeah, the crowd didn't really seem too into it either. So, speaking of after the match, the match ends. Becky's on the outside. Trish is sitting in the ring. She just got pinned. Becky jumps into the ring, and she helps Trish to her feet, and then raises Trish's arm like, hey, yeah, we lost. It's okay. I'll celebrate you anyways. Thanks for helping. Stratus then decks Becky Lynch from behind. Becky gets up, and she drops her with a chick kick. Uh, Trish then jumps on Becky, yells in her face as Becky is on the ground, and the segment's over. So, yeah, not the best of I'm turning on you attack segments. So just the whole, all of it just was not all that great from the match to the post-match and all in between. What do you think of Trish now being a heel? I mean, kind of fine, I guess. It's basically just them trying to, like, wrap up Lita and Trish being on television now because after this they're basically kind of just done well who knows how long this lasts because there are some rumors that the Trish Becky stuff could last all the way to SummerSlam so I don't know I mean maybe they could do Becky versus Trish at Backlash and then maybe they could do like once Lita comes back maybe they could do Becky and Lita versus uh, Trish and a partner of her Choosing? Maybe. I don't see I don't see Lita being out long. I mean Kevin Owens or not Kevin Owens. Cody Rhodes got beat up by Brock Lesnar worse than we think Trish or Lita did, so uh yeah. I don't see Lita being out long, maybe a week or two. Unless they play like the concussion thing. Oh, she's got a concussion. They could always do that. So in the back, Kathy Kelly spoke with Paul Heyman. He said if he had, she asked if he had any insight to why Brock Lesnar attacked Cody Rhodes. Heyman had an answer for Kelly. Yes. He told her, ask another question. He then mocked her question on her behalf about tonight's match between Solosakoa and Kevin Owens. Heyman said that Sami Zayn wasn't here tonight due to travel issues, likely because he was hanging out with Matt Riddle at the airport and they thought better of showing up. Heyman called Owens a problem and called Sokoa a problem solver. Heyman also noted the Usos are both here tonight, which we already knew. Byron Saxon says, I'm trying to get a word with Trish Stratus. I see Trish Stratus walking down the hallway. Trish, 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 Trish. Why did you do what you did? And Trish just walks off and ignores Byron. Again, Trish, very quiet tonight on the show. Not saying a word. I mean, my guess is they'll have her come out next week and she's going to be like, I was offended that Becky didn't choose me. To be your tag partner in the first place. I was thinking the exact same thing. Exact same thing. I bet you she's going to say that next week when she explains why she attacked Becky and Lita. Right. Give me one second. My light just changed colors. Hold on. There we go. 
just turned itself to pink for some reason. It's been doing that the entire time. Oh, no. I wanted it rotating, but then it just stayed on pink like it froze itself. So as we move forward, Dakota Kai and Eos Sky were waiting outside of Adam Pierce's office. Bailey emerged and informed them that she tried to get them a tag title match, but they'd have to wait. Uh, she then wanted to ensure that Pierce at least kept them together as part of a team in the draft. Excuse me. Bailey then said, I got some news. I'm going to be in a triple threat tonight against Michin and Piper Niven, and the winner gets a shot at the Women's Championship, the Raw Women's Championship. And this is weird. Instead of them being excited for Bailey, they're actually mad that Bailey got herself a number one contenders match. I mean, they had a number one contenders match for the tag titles last week that they lost. Why are they now mad at Bailey? Because Bailey's getting a shot. EO says something in Japanese, and then Dakota goes, yeah, I know how she feels. Because I thought we were all one in the same. And that, you know, it was all of us or none of us or something like that. And Bailey's like, all right, I'll go in there and talk to Adam. So this was weird. I didn't like this because it made no sense. Instead of them being happy for Bailey getting a number one contenders match, they're mad that they're not in the match. And then EO gets put in. Dakota's cool with that. So are we supposed to think Dakota's still upset that EO got in the match instead of I, I don't. They're breaking up damage control in this goddamn draft. I can see it now. I mean, we also got to think, though, like, when Dakota and you, when they were tag champs, you never saw Bailey complain. She was actually happy for them that they were tag champs. And now. Yep. Exactly. And now, like, they're upset that, like, that she's getting a title shot. Like, what? Yeah. This made absolutely no sense at all. But, I mean, go for it. I don't know. I feel like somebody's somebody's gonna like turn babyface. I mean, I feel like it can go either way. Maybe it's Bailey or maybe it's Dakota and EO. I don't know. Let's move forward. We had Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed. The match went ten and a half minutes and did end in a double countout. So Reed took control early. I will say this. Go for it. Though. Go for it. Go for it. Like they need to do something about like trying to get Bronson Reed like like engaging with like the live crowd because anytime he comes out during his entrance, the crowd is just dead for him. Yeah, but they liked this match in the post match. Yeah, but like I feel like what they should do, maybe like like show some of his matches from like NXT to kind of like True. get people like, oh, like he was in NXT because I feel like the main problem is not a lot of people know him. Yeah, even like, he was. Do you feel the same way? No, I get that for sure. Especially like, I feel like people don't know who he is really either. And what sucks about that is he's a former North American champion, and it feels like they don't really realize who he is and what he is and where he, what he's done. So as far as this match does go, Reed took control early ahead of a commercial break using a shoulder tackle off the apron. Reed cut off Lashley with a boot after the break, and immediately. Cut to they cut to a 15 second spot for Renfeld, the new Dracula movie coming out this week. Oh my god, there were so many commercials and ads and spots for this movie. I bet you no one forgets this movie's coming out Friday. I mean, I knew it was coming out Friday because I'm interested in seeing it. A, I'm a huge Nicolas Cage fan, and B, this movie just looks really good. So I've been like waiting for this movie for the last couple of months. But goddamn, was there so much. Renfeld during this show and the commercials and the trailer. We probably saw the trailer for this, like the 30 second trailer for this movie at least eight times tonight in the three hours of Raw. I don't know if you noticed that as well, but I definitely noticed that. They had to pay <laughs> oh, WWE yeah. to like do this. Oh they yeah. To. Or, or because it's a universal movie, they didn't have to. It was a tie in with universal and NBC and, and all that. Maybe that's how they got it. And they probably paid WWE something to have the 15-second the spot air during the match. But, I mean, the trailer playing so many times, 
could have just been a directive from the higher ups at, at Comcast and NBC and Universal and stuff. But um, Lashley came back with a neckbreaker and an impressive vertical suplex. Lashley couldn't apply the hurt lock, though, and however, because Reed was just too damn thick. Lashley tried to apply the hold, and Reed fell backwards onto Lashley to break it. Reed then went to the top rope, and Lashley avoided a tsunami. Reed then knocked him down with a diving body block instead. Lashley came back later with a big, big spine buster that really, like, the crowd was into this match, but then he hit that spine buster, and they were loving it. So the crowd's chanting for Lashley as he once again tries to go for the hurt lock, and he gets it in. Reed's moving around, and he tries to grab for the ropes like he's trying to go for a rope break, and he falls into the ropes, lands on the apron, holds on. Bobby tumbles out of the ring. They then get to their feet at ringside, and they just start going and just throwing shots back and forth and back and forth. And then eventually, the ref counts them out. Ten count, they're done. Crowd does boo. The two men continue to brawl. They say, screw it. And officials have to break it all up. I liked it. I actually liked the double count out and the way they were just like, screw it, I still want to fight you, let's go. So I know a lot of times the double count out is kind of seen as a negative, but I thought for this, it actually really worked. What'd you think? I think it worked as well. I think this is a good way to like, maybe do like a big match and at a backlash because mm-hmm. I feel like this could be this match should definitely be on on that card. Oh yeah. Um. So close to the top of the last hour, Cody Rhodes makes his entrance. Let me go to break. Cody's out there, strong reaction from the crowd, and he says, "So Seattle, what do you want to talk about?" Tony then uh, it's like his uh, version of Roman saying, "Acknowledge me." Right. Well, Cody's been saying that for a long time, though. So, I think he's been doing what do you want to talk about longer than Cody's been doing, or Roman's been doing. Acknowledge me, if I can, th- if I'm thinking correctly. So Rhodes normally entered to speak with a particular focus. He said, "Whether." It'd be Seth Rollins, my torn peck, the Royal Rumble, or finishing my story at WrestleMania. I've told you guys so many different things. But things, things are now foggy, and I need to clear them up. He said in the main event of WrestleMania 39, Rhodes lost to the, he said he lost to the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. The crowd booed that. Rhodes said that there were a lot of fingers being pointed his way, but he and the fans thought that WrestleMania should have ended differently. He said, I lost. That's on me, and I'm sorry. Rhodes then said that his friend Matt said wasn't being in the main event a win in itself. And we don't know what Matt he's talking about. Could it be Matt Jackson? Could it be Matt Cardona? Matt Cardona sent out a tweet saying, hi, at Cody Rhodes. But we don't know if he's talking about Matt Cardona or Matt Jackson. I assume it's Cardona because two days after Mania, they were at Disneyland together. So I assume it's Cardona. There's people on Twitter going, oh, it has to be Cardona. Yeah, because there's people on Twitter. Matt Cardona tweeted, sent out the high at Cody Rhodes, and people goes, he may have been talking about Jackson. I'm pretty sure it's Cardona. Like, they're very close. Anyways, Rhodes said wins and losses still matter to him, and main eventing wasn't just enough. He said Hall of Famers can say that big moments like he had were enough because, well, they've already had their big moments. They know that wins and losses matter, and they finished their story. Rose also heard Heyman say that if he were ever a challenge for the title again, he'd have to earn it. Cody then looks right into the mic and says, earn it? I am it! And I'm like, oh, well, hot damn, Cody. Cody says the story, no, now has a new wrinkle, and that's Brock Lesnar. He said more embarrassing than laying in the ring with a rubber... Uh, with a rubber chicken next to his head instead of the universe was was with a rubber chicken next to his head instead of the universal championship being uh, lay, uh I wrote this where he said more embarrassing than laying in the ring with a rubber chicken next to your head instead of the universal championship was being laid out by Brock Lesnar after he offered to be his partner Rhodes heard the theories as to why Lesnar attacked him Rhodes had his own theory maybe Lesnar was uncertain 
uncertain of the American nightmare. Maybe Lesnar was uncertain of the chance that he was coming to WWE, the change that Cody would bring to WWE. He said, why else would Lesnar wait until my back was turned to attack me and not attack me from the get-go? Rhodes wondered why Lesnar would even ever be uncertain. Rosen said that Brock Lesnar has done everything. Uh, NCAA tournament champion, which is the hardest collegiate tournament to win. UFC, WWE heavyweight champion. Hall of Famer in both regards. He said in his rookie year, he looked at The Rock and said, you're a victim. Looked at all of us as victims like John Cena, Randy Couture, and The Undertaker. Rhodes wondered if that is how Lesnar sees him now. Rhodes admitted that he was scared of Lesnar because you'd be crazy not to be scared of Brock. And he said, quote, even though I'm scared, I still want to fight Brock Lesnar. Rhodes said that he wants Lesnar to look in the mirror and not see the predator, see the prey. Lesnar would be Rhodes' victim. Rhodes knew that Lesnar wasn't here tonight, so he made the challenge hoping that Lesnar was watching, saying that I want to face you at WrestleMania Backlash, even though it's just Backlash, and then said, Brock, answer the call. Cody goes to leave, and Corey Graves on commentary goes, Cody, what are you thinking? Are you dumb for challenging the beast? And there we go. So that basically right there solidifies we're getting Brock and Cody at Backlash. What do you think of Cody's segment? It was a good promo. I mean, Cody always has good promos. He really does. Like, he really goes into it. Oh, yeah. And... Was it a fan that threw the rubber chicken in the ring during that? I believe so. I'm surprised they allowed him to like have that in in the arena. I mean, for all we know, they had it hidden in his shorts, pants, or whatever. I don't know. It's rubber chicken. If you go through the metal detector, it's not going to get dinged. True. And I mean, even if they wand you, it's not going to go off. They're not patting people down. So... <clears throat> um, the Usos then enter up next ahead of a break as they're taking on the Alpha Academy in a 13-minute match. This match was good. I really liked this match, the Usos and the Alpha Academy. So they did do some comedy early with Jay Uso's offense having no effect on Otis, who did a little strut to get out of Jay's cradle attempt. Chad Gable then caught Jimmy Uso in the ropes with an arm bar before hitting a flying crossbody for or flying clothesline for a two. The Usos then worked together to take down Gable, and they knocked Otis off the apron with a super kick. Otis then made a hot tag and had his way with the Usos. He gave each man a world's strongest slam and covered Jimmy for a two. He then did follow it up with the Caterpillar to the delight of the live crowd. Alpha Academy then followed this up with a Steinerizer, but Jay broke up the cover with a super kick on Gable. Usos quickly knocked down Otis with dives, so they super kicked him over the announce desk. Gable then wiped out the Usos with a moonsault to the outside, and he followed this up with a diving headbutt on Jimmy for a close near fall. Commentary started talking about how, without the tag titles, the Usos look like they're uncertain of themselves. They don't look like the Usos were used to, and they look a little, like, confused and like they're in their own brains as far as the confidence not being there. Jay tags in to say and saved Jimmy from a Chaos Theory suplex. The Usos then double super kick Gable, gave him the 1D, and picked up the victory. I really, really, really enjoyed this match, and the crowd liked it too, you can tell. What'd you think? Oh, yeah, match was definitely good. And uh, do you really think they'll get rid of Otis with Gable? I don't know. I've tried, been trying to think of this for the last month or two. I mean, I don't mind Gable going on his own, but the him and Otis thing's really good. Yet, you have to ask yourself, I mean, they could keep going for sure, but has it already kind of hit its ceiling? It's just going to just continue to be the same stuff over and over. I mean, there is that rumor saying that Triple H really wants to use Gable as a singles guy. Exactly. Exactly. So Give Gable the U.S. title. I mean, he has a lot of potential to be like a big singles guy. I he mean, really does. I mean, it's a it's made story. The Olympian wins the U.S. championship. There you go. I mean, him and Otis do work well together. Oh, well, but yeah, because they're best friends, but 
Yeah. But I just feel like you should put Gable back to the singles guy. Same. And try to make him as like a big baby face. Yeah, I agree. These guys are so close that after Gable bought his house, Otis was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy a house right down the street from you. <laughs> like, these guys are as close as brothers in real life. And that's saying a lot because me and my brother aren't really all that close. They're closer than me and my brother would be or are. So as we move forward, we then had the triple threat match for the number one contendership of the women's championship. And EO got added to this match instead of Bailey. Again, very weird. Bailey and Dakota were there. Bailey wasn't her normal raw, raw, let's go damage control self, which is understandable. And Dakota was just cool with EO getting the match. So it does make me think, what did you say earlier? Someone's going to turn babyface? The EO and Dakota turn on Bailey? Maybe, or unless, like, maybe I could definitely see Bailey just, just like turning on them and being like, you guys got act like spoiled brats. I was always supportive for you guys when you right. were the champs. Now I have to give up my spot for you guys. Exactly. And then maybe they give Bailey a new tag partner. Um, trying to think who. I mean, her and me and would be great together. Unless they did like someone from NXT, maybe like a Tiffany Stratton or a Cora Jade. With Bailey? I think if Bailey's going to be against Dakota and Neo, she'd be a baby face. So neither of them would work, in my opinion. I meant, oh, I meant like heels, though. Like Bailey's a heel. Well, I, I get that. I, so you're saying, okay, I get what you're saying then. They turn baby face, Bailey stays the heel. Uh, I mean, it, it could happen. Ooh, I got it. They turn on Bailey. Bailey needs a buddy. Up oh, comes. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Indy Hartwell. Bailey and Indy are really close. Well, Bailey originally wanted Indy and damage control. Yep. Because Bailey can bring her up so. and be like, hey, you know, she was my first choice and they made me pick you guys. That would be such a funny thing for them for her to do. I assume there would just be a one-time thing because Indy's still the NXT Women's Ch Champion. Oh, yeah, you play this out. Have Indy hold the belt for like a month or two. Because you got to do the slow build of, of damage control breaking up. It's not like they're breaking up next week. But, like, would you still call, like, Dakota and EO, like, damage control then? Or do you have to call them something else? If they turn on Bailey, I think they can keep the name. If Bailey turns on them, you change the name. Because they can be like, we're the new damage control. And we're kicking you out or something like that. I don't know. They're going to play the long game I here. Like I, ba go for it. I feel like if Bailey turned babyface, would you bring back, like, her old gimmick where she's giving out hugs and stuff? I don't know if you would go that far, no. I wouldn't. I think that... Character ran its course. I mean, you can go to where she's high five. That's what people think about. Yeah. Like, then, when you think of like Babyface Bailey. 100%. I mean, you could still do the whole like super happy high five in Bailey, but I don't think you can go back to the she sometimes feels like a little kid herself, Bailey, if you know what I mean. Like, no wacky tube men. Uh, Johnson says, what about Indy re reuniting with Johnny and Candace? Well, they could do Indy Event. with like Bailey as like a one-time thing. Yeah. Then, then just have her go straight to Johnny and Candace. They can use Bailey as her call-up, and then eventually she's with Johnny and Candace. Yeah, like, like Luke here said, it doesn't have to be like all of a sudden her and Bailey are a legit tag team. She's just here for the one time or whatever, the brief time. To help Bailey, and then yeah, go from there. If it's even her, we don't know, and we don't even know how they're going to break them up. So this is all just speculation. As far as the match itself does go, Sky wiped out her opponents with the Asai Moonsault early, leading to a break about ninety seconds in. Niven used her power to take over, and she knocked down both women with a crossbody. 
Sky brought Meechin down with the middle rope Hurricane Rana and followed up with a springboard dropkick on Niven. Meechin then used kicks and a dragon suplex on Sky. Piper went for an elbow, but Meechin moved and she hit Sky instead. Meechin then hit Niven with an eat defeat, but Sky broke up the cover with a moonsault and then she pinned Meechin to pick up the victory and become the number one contender. Interesting they didn't say four backlash. Just future title shot. So there we go. And crowd seemed to like the result. What'd you think of the match itself? It went eight minutes. Match was all right. Nothing crazy. Mm. I'd say they'll probably do maybe he owned Bianca in like two weeks, maybe. Maybe they do a segment next week and they say the week after that, all right, it's the championship. So you think they don't wait three and do it at the pay-per-view? Because there's only three Raws left till Backlash. I don't know. Maybe they do it at the pay-per-view. I don't know. Uh, So Byron Saxton, ahead of the main event, interviews Kevin Owens. Owens knew what he was going to ask. Owens knew it wasn't, quote, wise to take this match. But his heart told him, well, you kind of got to do it. And beat to beat the hell out of Solo. Uh, Owens wanted to do it for what Solo did to him on Friday. Owens knew that Zane and Riddle weren't there, and he didn't care. Owens suggested Saxton read the back of his shirt that just says, just keep fighting. And Owens was like, yeah, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to whoop his butt. So, match itself did go 13 and a half minutes. Okay match, I would say. I wouldn't say this was a great main event. Crowd, they lost the crowd, that's for sure, at one point. And I don't know if they really ever got the crowd back. And I got bored halfway through. I don't know about you. How many times have we really seen KO versus Solo? Is this only the second time? I think so, yeah. But the the match itself didn't do much for me. I feel, because I kind of felt like we've seen this match already, like, too many times. Let's see, Kevin Owens. Not for me either. It just honestly just felt like Uso's just interfering to make Solo seem strong. Mm. So he doesn't lose quite yet. I mean, he lost before, but. Well, he did have the street fight back in March. That's the only other one I can find. Here we go. Let's see. Yeah, all I could find is a street fight from March 13th. So that's the one where he like threw up at the end? I believe so. Hmm. Saturday says, I think this is their fourth match. Well, if it is, it ain't nowhere out there on the internet because the only other match that's popping up that I can see is the um, street fight. Now, there's been a lot of solo beats up Kevin Owens segments and brawls, but I think, honestly, this is only the second actual match. Because, like, solo has beat up Kevin. He's put him through a table. They've done all kinds of stuff. But I I think this is only the second time they've had a legit match one-on-one. Actually, this might be the third one. Because I think they fought in March and then January. January. Let's see. Let's see. I can tell you right now. I'll just go to Kevin Owens or Solo. Actually, Solo has less. Solo. Solo. Sokoa on cage match. And let's double check it. Solo Sokoa matches. Yeah, I, I could be wrong, though. All right. Let's see. So, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, street fight on the 13th, then on the jam March 3rd episode of raw, they did have a match that ended in a DQ. They had a match on SmackDown in January that ended in a no contest. And they've worked a number of house shows together. So this is technically the third match. But the first one with an actual finish on television. In total, they've worked together. They've worked against each other nine times in total. Whether that is 
singles matches or tag matches on TV or at live events. Because they've worked a couple live events in singles matches, worked a couple live events in six-man tags. They worked against each other in war games. So, yeah. So this would have been the third. But again, the first with an actual finish. Because that one that ended in DQ and one that ended in a no contest. So as far as the match tonight goes, Owens was effectively a one-legged man thanks to the attack from Solo last week on Friday where he busted his leg. He managed to punch Jay before driving Solo into the steel steps, though. But his leg did give out, and Solo hit him with a running hip attack. Owens fought back with uh, after a commercial break and hit a DDT. He traded fists until Owens hit a super kick, but he couldn't go for the cannonball because his leg, so Solo, dropped him with a super kick for a two. Owens knocked Solo off the turnbuckle and hit a frog splash for a two. Sokoa then blocked a stunner attempt and hit a Samoan drop. Owens then brought Sokoa down from the top rope as Jimmy distracted the referee. Uh, Owens fended off Jay and hit Sokoa with the senton bomb for a near fall. And this is kind of when the crowd started to get lost a little and not really, I don't know if they were tired. I don't know if they just weren't paying attention, but this is kind of towards the end here. Where, the, where the, they started losing the crowd. Sokoa booted Owens, but Owens still managed to hit a pop-up powerbomb. Sokoa blocked a stunner attempt yet again as Jimmy distracted the referee, and Jay super-kicked Owens. Solo nailed Owens with a Samoan spike and picked up the victory as the crowd booed. So the Bloodline's putting the boots to KO, and all of a sudden, the camera cuts to the garage where we see Zayn and Riddle sprinting through the garage through the building, and out to the ring. Zayn and Riddle run out there. Zayn's music playing. They help Kevin Owens clear the ring. Owens gave Jimmy a stunner. Solo saved Jay from a haluva kick. And that's how the show goes off the air. The bloodline backing away up the ramp with Owens, Zayn, and Riddle standing tall in the ring. And that was Monday Night Raw. What did you think of the main event and the post-match segment? I thought the main event was all right. Nothing crazy. Post-match segment was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see them building up towards Matt Riddle versus Blow at the pay-per-view. I mean, it's already, like, built up. Well, the word I was given is six-man tag at the pay-per-view. Or that, too. Yeah. Solo and the Usos versus KO, Sammy, Riddle. Because I could honestly see, like, Riddle and Solo on SmackDown or Raw next week. And correct me, nothing announced for next week's Raw other than Brock Lesnar, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. We also got a $5 Super Chat from the Off Topics podcast. Say, thoughts on Endeavor merger? Do you think it will affect the current storylines? If Vince has less power, I feel product will be better. Thoughts? So, I get where his question is going as far as Vince has less power. Over WWE, Vince doesn't have less power. Vince will still be the main person in control of WWE. As far as Endeavor affecting storylines, that's not going to happen. Ariel Emanuel already said that he's going to leave all the wrestling stuff to Nick Khan and Triple H and Vince McMahon. So the Endeavor thing, honestly, there's a really good chance, especially if you pay attention to the UFC, there's a good chance that if you don't know about the merger, you would never know. UFC is still ran just like it was before it was sold to Endeavor. And yeah. So honestly, I think that nothing's really going to change. And then I, and I get where he's saying Vince has less power. It's not that Vince is going to have less power. It's that in the new company, Vince is not going to have the controlling stake as far as the most stock of anybody. Instead of having 51% stock of WWE... Vince is now going to have 19% stock of the new company. Which means that he wouldn't have final say control. Endeavor will. But as far as the wrestling part does go, Vince will still have, you know, as long as they keep Vince as the chairman, Vince will still be the boss over WWE as he is right now. But you were going to say something? And I'm pretty sure he has like... He now has like less of a like voting percentage now because originally right. he had eighty. I think now he has like forty eight. 
Something like that. So, I mean, it, nothing's really going to change, to be completely honest. Um, they also say, do you see Triple H inducted as WWE Hall of Famer and not COO? What do you mean? I mean, he's, ten he's technically a Hall of Famer. I mean, he already is in the Hall of Fame with DX. I mean, I think eventually he goes in by himself, but probably not for a very, very, very long time. So. And Maglamort says, what do you think about the hiring freeze? Eh, it's whatever. There's, there's nothing really to it. It's not really a hiring freeze. It's more of Nick Khan. Well, I guess it is a hiring freeze. Basically, while sale talks were going on, Nick Khan said no hiring. So that way it doesn't look bad to potential buyers that were spending more money. He basically didn't want any more money added to the books, which meant no hiring people because that's a good couple hundred thousand dollars added to the books. Nick Khan's whole thing was, how much money can I cut from the books to look good to a potential buyer? Wasn't that kind of the reason why they ended up not getting Jay White? Yes and no. The Jay White thing was more of, they really stopped communicating with him. And so he said, screw it. And he took the deal Tony Khan had. At least that's what the, that's being reported. But with that, it's going to wrap everything up. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of the show as far as the polls do go. So let's refresh all of that as far as the Twitch poll does go. 88% liked the show. 13% thought it was just all right. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 65% liked it. 25% thought it was just all right. And at 9% didn't like it. As far as the YouTube community poll does go, 63% liked the show, 28% thought it was just all right, and 9% didn't like it. From the comments on there, another person says enjoyed it for sure. Not great, but it was a very good episode. Person says great, good build towards backlash. Person says damage control will get their belts back at backlash. I don't know about that. Says better than last week. Well, yeah. Versus way better than last week. Another one says I liked it. And another one says better than last week. As far as the YouTube community poll. Or no, the yeah, live poll. Live poll. 72% liked the show. 15% thought it was just alright. And 11% did not like it. With that, guys. That is going to wrap everything up. Luke, tell them where they can find you. You can find me over at Twitter at Petkey underscore 21. And you can also find me over at Twitch at the Luke Petkey. With that, guys, remember to follow us on everything either at PW Unlimited or at Pro Wrestling Unlimited, whether that's on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever it suits you. Remember, we'll be back live on Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. With that, guys, have a great rest of your night, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.